welcome to another episode of the Women on War podcast. Where your not-too-average museum gals discuss various topics on warfare, all while drinking and slinging some jokes. Coming from her own closet to record today, I am your host, Alyssa Atkins. And I am your host, Jillian Drapola. This week, we will be heading back to the United States and to the very state that Alyssa and I both grew up in. Yes, but before that, you clearly need to know the secret of what these two gals are drinking. For me, because beloved Michigan is in the picture, I'm drinking my normal, which is too hard to deal. And a side of burners because I am sick, so I apologize if my voice starts cracking at some point. I promise I'm not dying. I'm just sick. It's a, it'll be fine. It'll be totally fine. No COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no COVID. No COVID. <laughs> and that Verner's is, you know, right on track because I am drinking a grumpy old man, which in all my research, I have no idea where this name came from either. But, you know, it is hot ginger ale Verner's because Verner's is life and will cure everything and anything. And it also has bourbon and lime juice. Keep an eye out on our uh, social media pages so that you can get the recipe yourself. But as you all know, we have been focusing on what we call the obscure wars or very petty feuds. Um, so therefore, it's no-brainer that we cover the one war that is close to home for many of our listeners, the Toledo War. Yes, I am so excited to be covering this. Um, but before, I just want to preface, we're going to do some facts. You know, obviously, sling some jokes here and there. But then clearly, at the very end of spilling our facts, we will be spilling the tea because... Why the heck not? This is a fun feed for all of us. Um, You know, we know for a fact that Michigan and Ohio are now famous for their college football rivalry. But in 1835, the two states nearly went to war over a small strip of land containing the modern day city of Toledo, which we do know for a fact, if you live in Michigan, that Toledo essentially just wants to be a part of Michigan. Can you blame them, though? Like, come on. You can't. I mean... Not really, you know, especially since the root and the causation of the war was in the shortcomings of the 18th century geography, specifically when Congress had drafted the Northwest Ordinance that stipulated 260,000 square miles of territory surrounding the Great Lakes. Eventually, these would become the states that we know today. It's, I like to think, though, when you're looking at Like, I don't know if you looked at the maps at all when you were kind of doing your research Mm -hmm. and looking at them, there was so much change because one second it would be like the Maumee River in Toledo would be part of Michigan territory. And then it would be, no, it's, it's Ohio. Ohio's already a state. We get to declare everything that we want because we are Ohio and you are just a peasant. You are a territory of Michigan. And so it was really (laughs) interesting when you go ahead and you look at these maps and you're like, wait. What? So then you have to go back and you have to look at the date and you're like, okay, okay, cool. So this is like 1825. Wait, what? This is like November 3rd, 1825. Wait, and this one's November 4th, 1825. And you're like, get your crap together, surveyors. Like you have one job, one job. Um, However, the fun thing about this is that there was a law that was decreed that the border between Ohio and Michigan was to run east and west through the southerly bend of Lake Michigan. So essentially, Ohio was supposed to be much bigger. Now, if you are a Michigander like Jillian and I, or you went to the University of Michigan like myself, you know Ohio does not need to be that big of a state. Ohio is plenty as it is now. It does not need to do anything else. 
just stay like it just needed to stay its small little section. Um, but they decided hmm, we'll give it to like Lake Michigan. Anyway, so when we look at it, the original maps, as I said, placed Toledo in northern Ohio rather than in southern Michigan, and the map issue was still relatively unsolved or unresolved in the early 19th century. This is why I'm like very happy I went to eastern Michigan, where I'm just like, I'm not a part of this feud. I am an emu, <laughs> eastern Michigan University, home of the emus. No, we're not actually emus, we're eagles. I digress. Now, on the day that Ohio was admitted to the Union in 1803, it included a measure in its constitution in which it asserted its ownership of the land around the Maumee River, no matter what future surveyors may show. So the territory of Michigan then challenged Ohio and stated that the survey, as well as maps from years prior, did, in fact, show that the land belonged to Michigan. This then created a 468-square-mile slice of land known as the Toledo Strip. So, 1825, there is the completion of the Erie Canal that essentially finally linked the Great Lakes to the East Coast, which clearly presented opportunities for trade, especially for Toledo, which was a major port city, and it was also a valuable asset to whichever state. Michigan, in all of its glory, took matters into its own hands, however, and opted to settle the region by constructing roads while also holding elections and collecting taxes. So Michigan, in a sense, was doing something very constructive. They're like, you know what? If this is our land, we are going to settle it. We are going to create things. We're going to make it the bustling port that it should be. Really just trying to show, I believe, like Congress, that this should be Michigan territory. Meanwhile, though, Ohio tried to find its support in Washington because they can never settle anything themselves. They always have to get others involved, which we still know today. <laughs> College football. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. Man. Had to throw that in there. Feel Bitter. Like have been <laughs> this is why I just like sip tea over at like Eastern Michigan. But <clears throat> I feel like with them being like, we want more, we want more. I mean, they become kind of, you know, petty state and Maybe right now with this war, like the pettiest state of all the states, and it wouldn't be an obscure war without pettiness. So bring in a congressman that helped block a Michigan petition for statehood in an effort to force the territory to surrender the Toledo Strip. The pettiness of the Ohioans developed further and caused the dispute to spin out of control in 1835. In fact, one of Michigan's youngest governors, Stevens T. Mason, who was 23 at the time, had asserted his authority over the strip. He's like, this is mine. I will take it. So the one thing that Stevens T. Mason has stated is that we are the weaker party, and it is true. He continued to proclaim that, but we are on the side of justice. We cannot fail to maintain our rights against the encroachments of a powerful neighboring state. Oh, boy. A 23-year-old male with all of the power in a Michigan territory. And it's just, it continues because in February of 1835, Mason begins to oversee the passage of the Pains and Penalties Acts, which levied harsh fines and jail sentences on any Ohio officials who tried to exercise jurisdiction over the contested territory. This is a pain and a penalty listening to this pettiness. <laughs> but in true Ohio fashion and obviously not to be outdone, 
the Ohio governor, Robert Lucas, and all his state legislature passed a resolution that extended their county borders into the Strip. They contracted a team of surveyors to remake the borderline. So as the tensions are growing, Michigan and Ohio both raise militias to guard their, you know, their sovereignty over the disputed land. I mean, talk about drawing your line in the sand. Could you imagine, say, for example, it was a beach that is clearly by like the border and they are the surveyors, like Michigan Territory surveyors and the state of Ohio surveyors are like, well, no, this is where the boundary line is. And they like go over with their boots and just move the sand a little bit. Like, no, 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 no. This is where the, this is the boundary. And they're like, no, 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 not happening. And like, at the same time, if you can imagine them being at a farm, right? And so one of the farmers, or the farmers have an allegiance to the territory of Michigan because they promise them land, which is very typical for the time period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Ohio surveyors are like, no, your, your fence line has to stay here. This is, this is the, no, this is the boundary. This is, this is where it's at. And the farmer's like, like starts knocking down posts, moving the post over in front of like the Ohio surveyors. And then you just look at them and in my mind, I'm just sitting here thinking like, this is probably did happen. Like this for sure had to have happened all throughout. So it wasn't just the two respective governors or the militias. I am positive in true Michigander and Ohioan fashion, the citizens of both areas also took part in it and their own form of pettiness essentially is what I'm getting at. Um, it's just, you know, Ohio had a lot. They were already a state. And to make things a little more on the side of Michigan, though, uh, Michigan authorities went to work enforcing their pains and penalties act, like we already stated. So April 9th of 1835, a group led by sher- by a sheriff rode into Toledo, right? Because we have horses, just only horses, nothing else. And they arrested several Buckeye state officials. Why? Because Michiganders know how to get things done, apparently. They were also a territory, so maybe some lawlessness in there. But a few days later, Michigan militia leader General Joseph Brown led 60 Wolverine partisans on a mission to intercept the Ohio border survey team. Oh, God. (laughs) We're going to steal your surveyors. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Ohio. You can't have any more. Good luck Um, declaring a line now without your surveyors. It's just, it's one of those things, too, to think about. And as a side note, because Wolverines, right? That's how the University of Michigan got their name or their nickname. And their mascot was the Wolverines. And it's because, once again, Michiganders know how to get things done. And during this war, they were called, the Michiganders were called Wolverines because of their ruthlessness and their fearlessness and their ability to literally, excuse me, everybody, get shit done and also screw things up. But use that word. And I'm going to try not to swear as much. Um, But continuing on with it, though. Really just later on, about two weeks later, on April 26th, in what became known as the Battle of Phillips Corners, Brown's militia confronted the surveyors, fired warning shots over their heads, and arrested nine members of their party. Oh my God. Things have escalated so fast in this. <laughs> we're going to steal your surveyors, and then we're going to shoot warning shots over their head. And, you know, luckily, no one was killed or injured. Uh, in the Battle of Phillips Quarter. But the Toledo War, of course, is going to turn bloody. So maybe, again, I spoke too soon. But 
in July of 1835, Michigan Sheriff Joseph Wood enters Toledo to arrest an Ohio partisan named Two Stickney. Literally his name, Two Stickney. And he's going to, you know, sticky you in the kidney. Very bad <laughs> joke on my part. So sorry. But, you know, scuffle breaks out between the two. Stickney drew a pen knife and stabbed Wood in the side. See, he's going to stickney you in the kidney. See? Literally. Literally. Which results in him, you know, in Wood being the lone casualty. So there it is. Also, I apologize for my very terrible joke. So. Oh, no. Like, I greatly appreciated it because it was a perfect, like, it was a pun. It was a joke. And it just came right in at the perfect time. So I greatly appreciate it. Well, I appreciate Uh, his name. Too sticky. Too sticky. What a name. You know? What a name. Seriously. Now... (laughs) (laughs) to make things worse the governors of michigan and ohio set forth a poise pitch for a battle we already knew that they were already drawing militias but the ohio governor lucas had announced his intentions to hold a court session in toledo to establish the state's right to the land Ooh, i can see some tricks up in here now to further this in response michigan's young governor mason gathered 1200 wolverines and marched to the Toledo Strip because this doesn't sound like the board game Risk or anything at all. Just does it. Apparently, 19th century people learned to play Risk at a very young age. Um, so Michiganders were prepared to use violent force at this point to prevent the session from taking place, yet they were outsmarted. So the Ohioans had held a secret minute court and fled the area to avoid bloodshed. Now, ultimately... This leads to the last gasp of armed hostilities between Michigan and Ohio. I mean, we duke it out verbally, like over football and things like that. But I mean, back in the day, man, there were like hostilities. But due to having a lack of patience with Stevens T. Mason's militancy, President Andrew Jackson enters the fray and removes him from his post. So despite Michiganders voting the boy governor back into office, Additionally, Jackson and the federal government look to settle the land dispute once and for all. We are done with this. This is petty and it's this is not working out well. But with Michigan wanting to become a part of the union and finally be a state and not just a territory, the debate had centered around that particular fact. So finally, on December 14th, 1836, which I'm just going to throw this in there, that's my birthday, but about 155 years later, Michigan reluctantly accepted a congressional compromise that sought relinquish its claims for the Toledo Strip in exchange to be part of the Union as a 26th state. Oh, man, I love my birthday so much more now. Don't mind me, everybody. Michigan, however, was compensated the most beautiful piece of land in the Northwestern Ordinance or the Northwestern Territories, which is the Upper Peninsula. So really, actually, to be even quite honest, when this happened, Michiganers thought they lost. They were outraged. They were angry. They wanted nothing to do with the Upper Peninsula. But then eventually, obviously, they realized, oh, there's a lot of timber. There's a lot of iron ore. There's a lot of copper. There's all of these things. And then they're realizing, like, Michigan can become a great states at this point and they can really become better than any port like any major city that surrounded the great lakes could become a huge port at some point and so toledo really just went away 
And they're like, see ya, Toledo. You can get stuck to the land that nobody likes if you're touching it by state, essentially. Which, I have a fun anecdote for that one. But Uh (laughs) (laughs) should I I tell our listeners this story? Um, I think I might have told you. You might as well, yeah. So... As much as I, okay, Ohio does have a lot of like great things and there are truly wonderful people that I know that have come from Ohio. A lot of our listeners do come from Ohio. However, I will say there's always the funny joke that every state that touches Ohio does not like the state of Ohio. Ohioans, I know you're not going to believe this and that is totally fine because you think your state is wonderful and beautiful in its own right. And that's okay. It's where you're from or it's where you live. No hard feelings. Um, However, when I worked in Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park last year, um, Blake and I were about to move to Ohio actually from California because he had a job offer. And I remember talking to one of my coworkers and I was like, I don't want to move to Ohio Please, God, no. And she's like, but it's better than here. And I was like, it is better than here. That's one thing, you know, Ohio has. It's better than California. And um, I was like, just literally, though, every state that touches it does not like Ohio. And she's from Missouri. So she's like, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. She goes, well, I mean, like Michigan, I understand because of football and all this other stuff. Blake's from West Virginia. West Virginians do not like the state of Ohio. I have a friend who's from Pennsylvania, does not like the state of Ohio. And so a visitor was listening and, you know, just kind of asking questions to you in between. And she she asked me, she's like, why? Why would you want to move to Ohio? Of all the places, why would you want to move to Ohio? And I looked at her and my coworker, just like Katie, she like sprang up and she goes, oh, God, she's like, what's going to happen next? And I remember asking her, I was like, what state are you from? And she goes, I'm from Indiana. And I was like, every state that touches Ohio does not like Ohio. And Katie just starts cracking up. She goes, oh, my gosh, it really is a thing. I was like, I know. And, like, we had a couple of our co like, another, at least I should say, the staff that I supervise. There was two of them from Ohio. And they were super awesome and amazing people. So yes, Ohio does produce some pretty great people. But guess what? They up and left Ohio. They live in California. So even Californians or Ohioans don't want to be there most of the time. I mean, and you know what, like, to kind of piggyback off the story, like being a reenactor, a lot of, you know, our reenactments take place in Ohio, or, you know, we have events from different groups that I participate with a lot of our events are in various areas of Ohio and has like, Ohio has its moments. You know, there are some really great cities out there like that I never would have expected because growing up in Michigan, you're like, oh, Ohio, like you're kind of brought up being like, oh, Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) But then like actually visiting, I'm like, wow, this is like actually like pretty nice. But again, it has its moments where you're just like the turnpike. hmm? Flat. (laughs) It's flat. (laughs) But, like, I, I agree. Like, you know, my sister also lives in California. And she's like, wait, you might be going to Ohio. And she's like, but why do you want to go to Ohio? So, like, the time, like, circumstances were a little bit different. But I think it's pretty cool land of possibility. I think that at that time, in, like, the time this Toledo War was going on, they just wanted a little too much. I was like, all right, <laughs> friends, let's a little settle down here. Yes. They just, they wanted more land. They wanted everything that they could possibly touch. It was almost like they, 
<laughs> it's almost like that scene of Simba and Mufasa. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Everything. Mufasa, what? Every, everything the light touches is yours, Simba. And Ohio has it imagined into their brain at this point that everything the light touches is mine. So like at that point, the only thing that you really see was the Toledo Strip. Yes. And so like everything the Toledo Strip touches, it is ours. This is our land. And... So that had happened. But once again, really, I mean, Michigan definitely lucks out because we do have the Upper Peninsula, which is incredibly beautiful. And like, do we have to say board? Do we really want this board? No, not at all. But like, I looked up, you know, because I remember, you know, we fought like Wolverines, like our state name is that we're, we're Wolverines, things like that. It was actually the Ohioans who gave us that nickname because during this war and I quote they said that they referred to Michiganians okay that's another thing that we'll discuss in a second Michiganians as vicious and bloodthirsty as wolverines so come at me I'll just attack you like the ankle biter that wolverines are but also I have to give Ohioans props because they're like we're Ohioans we're Ohioans depending on where you're from in Michigan you could be a Michiganian or a Michigander you got youpers and you got trolls. Youpers for up north, right. trolls for the lower peninsula. And then you got like the Michiganders and the Michiganians. And you're just like, what are we? Too but much. But see, I always thought, though, I always thought the proper terminology for people from Michigan was Michiganders. I don't think we're called Michiganians anymore. I think it's actually Michiganders. I don't know. I hear it from like so many different people because I think it was just kind of like where you were in the state at that time and like it's so funny going to like events where people are like oh you're from michigan because again all of our events are like in ohio and they're just like oh you're michigan and it's really funny because one they kind of like flub it up and they're just like you're michiganian michigan you're from michigan and you know me being french canadian too i'm just like you know because my mom's canadian i'm sitting there and just like i'm too nice to say anything right now so i'm just gonna be like Yes, I am. Tell me about your impression. Like, change the subject <laughs> real fast. Change it real fast. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, this this war. Although I don't think it technically got very bloody, except for that maybe like one or two more casualties after. Um, I believe it was Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, with two stick me. Um, <laughs> sorry, that name will. I just want to know if he stuck him once or twice. Like, live up to your name, sir. Two stick knees in the kidneys. He probably stuck him twice. Two Let's be real. He's probably like, I have to live up my name. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> He's like famous for it. Two sticks. That's it. Man. Now we're going to have to do like some dive, like deeping into this. You know, we're right. like, we're spilling the tea on two stick knee. And now we're going to have to do like an entire episode on two stick knee to uncover if he actually stuck him twice with his little knife. <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> oh, man. We need to stop drinking. Oh, man. We need to stop drinking. <laughs> I think you guys have all realized, or wonderful listeners, that we are finally getting comfortable with this podcast, and we are just really enjoying it. And yeah. we hope you also are enjoying it. We can continue to spill the tea on Ohio, but we know it's just going to go into a back and forth who's better. And that is totally fine. We can do that in our comment section, right? On our yeah. Facebook. If Facebook. you haven't followed us on Facebook, you need to. Um, and if you want to like- if you want to bring us the beef on, you know, who's better, Ohio or Michigan, you can email us. If you don't feel like 
commenting on our Facebook or Instagram pages because let's not start wars on social media. It's not really fun. But, no. you know, our Instagram, Women on War podcast, our email, info.womenonwar at gmail.com, and also <laughs> our Facebook page, Women on War podcast. Hit us up. Yes. Tell us you like it. Leave a comment or a review on our Apple Podcasts because we're on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So, man. For sure. We just want to know everything. You know, we are a very small podcast, but everything, all your feedback really means a lot to us because we always look at it and we implement it literally like the next episode. So if you're like, hey, we noticed that, you know, I don't know, Alyssa, you were swearing a little too much noticed I've toned down my swearing which has been great for me because that is actually my new year's resolution to be quite honest um so like little things like that that was just the first one that popped into my brain but this actually ends our obscure war and feuds we might bring it back in the future but we actually start something with that's in our title women on war yeah we're gonna start our next series um we're so excited for it so Jillian who are we who are we gonna start talking about next episode? Annie Etheridge. We'll get more into it next week, but she total just she kicks ass. I'm just gonna say it. She kicks ass during the Civil War. And if you think women didn't serve in the Civil War, you are sorely mistaken. And so we'll give you like a good educational background on it. But I'm so excited to share it with you guys because that's actually who I portray during my Civil War reenacting. So we'll see you for the next episode. Have a great week, everybody.